Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of post game breakdown of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. We're going to be breaking down the Browns' win 26 to 6 over the Chicago Bears. Dustin, what a great game! A defensive standout from really both teams. Um, offense comes alive later on in in, uh, in the game, but definitely definitely a, a defensive showcase amongst both teams. Dustin, how did you feel? Kind of first off, how did you feel going into the game, and what were your thoughts? You know, as the game went on. Well, I was like I told you this in the last show. I was a little nervous, right? I didn't know what uh, the defense was still kind of finding their way, mm-hmm. and I, I think the defense is going to come out in this game and kind of just show themselves. And that pride is going to step up, which boy did it ever. But you're right; it was kind of a slug match for that first 30 minutes of the football game, right? Um, Justin Fields did what he did, running around, confusing us a little bit. But you know, the first half was just kind of a slug match, is what I kind of took. And then, to your point, the better of the two teams kind of took over in the second half. But uh, I got to tell you, the one thing that stood out to me in the game, other than the defense. It just goes to show you how good Kareem Hunt is. Like, I mean, like, I sat there in that game. I was like, wow, Kareem is having a day. <laughs> like, a day. Like, a clinic. I was like, this guy, like, this guy would be starting on 29 other NFL football teams right now. Like, like. He would be starting on 31 other football teams yeah. right now. I mean, other than, yeah, other than maybe, like, you know, like a, a Barkley, you know, like a Saquon when they're not going to probably give away their franchise guy, right? But I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think he's more than capable. Um, and quite frankly, I think you could start on any football team in the national football league. Um, yeah. lots to get into, but before we do so, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at Angelo's pizza. If you're thinking, Hey, what should I have for dinner tonight? It's Angelo's pizza. Make sure you go check them out over in Lakewood. They're the best in the business. Um, Dustin, actually we are going to open up the phone lines later on in the program. Uh, so we do encourage you to call in that number is in the comments and it is in the description of this video. That number is 216-249-6861. We want to hear your input on what you thought over the, the win over the Chicago bears. Uh, we're going to break down the defense. We'll get to the offense. We'll get to special teams. There's just a lot to unpack. Um, Mm -hmm. But as we mentioned, we talk about just kind of a defensive showcase. Miles Garrett, the man on your jersey, had a a career day. I mean, he broke the single game (laughs) sack record with four and a half, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, He was that that close to five and a half. He was. He was that (laughs) close. Um, So we are going to get into the defense, Dustin. We do want to encourage all of you uh, to check out our friends at Stadium Mustard. This defensive breakdown is brought to you by the iconic Cleveland brand, Stadium Mustard. Cleveland gets nine sacks, nine total sacks in this football game. Um, We mentioned that Miles Garrett comes away with four and a half of those, which is the uh, single game sack record, which is just insane, right? Like it's, and for for everybody that was saying like where's where's Miles Garrett been this this whole season? Well, he mentioned and he showed up where where when and where he needed to. Allie, he made up in one game the sack a game in one game, <laughs> and then some, by the way, and then some. But even Jadavion Clowney, Tack oh, McKinley. Good. Malik Jacks, Malik McDowell, everybody was just getting after the quarterback. I don't know if that's more of a testament to how good the Browns front four is or if the Chicago Bears offensive line was just hot garbage today, but they put on a clinic, Dustin. We mentioned how Justin Fields can and will beat you. Well, they did not give him the opportunity to do so. 
that front four looked nasty today, Allie. I mean, they were they were getting the surge. They were making people look uncomfortable. And even the safeties and the defensive backs were getting their ways today as well. I mean, the whole defense as a whole just kind of stood up and said, yeah, we're not going to take this anymore. We're not going to be like, oh, where's the Browns defense? Oh, what's happening with them? Well, they've now shown up in week three. And I, again, think this defense will get better and better yes. every week. By midseason, Allie, this is going to be a force to be reckoned with this defense. I mean, they are just getting better by the game. And I just see bigger and better things for this defense as the season goes on. Well, Dustin, we talked too on, on our previous shows, like, hey, they just added nine new starters to this defense. You have right. to give them the opportunity to, to gel. We talked about the offense last year, and that was kind of the highlight of who the Browns were um, and their identity was they had a, a standout offense. But that didn't start clicking until week six last year. Right. This, at this point in the season, we're still in September. Give them a couple of weeks. Um, so for them to come out and put on the performance that they did today is just absolutely astounding. Um, we talk about Miles Garrett. We talk about Jadavion Clowney. He made his presence well known right from the start. I, honestly, I think it was like the first play of, of the game. Like he was yeah. in Justin Fields' face. Um, speaking of Justin Fields, the uh, the Browns defense limited the Bears to just six. To, let, let me say this again. They limited the Bears to just six first downs and 47 yards of offense. Well, Allie, we, I mean, this defense kept, I mean, it's hard to keep any team in the National Football League out of the end zone. This defense today kept the Chicago Bears out of the, from scoring a touchdown the entire football game. I mean, that's a, to me, that's a, the game ball kind of thing where you give it to be like, look, these guys came out and made a statement. They're going to win this football game on defense. You know, they could see that it was going to be a little bit of a slugfest, and they kind of did it as a badge of honor today and said, look, we're going to go out and show the Cleveland Browns that we are a good defense. We're going to be around for a while, and let's 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 put on a show today. And you could just – the best part, Ali, was just the big smile. I mean, Miles Garrett has the best smile. Let's just call it for what it is. He does. It's amazing. He's got the best smile. But he's sitting there just, you know, jolly, smiling, like, you know. Well, I'm how about a- the stadium going, Miles Garrett? And he was just <laughs> eating it up. Yeah. Yeah, of course he is. Well, and Allie, it's funny that fans love Miles Garrett. Like when I was at training camp, they would scream Miles Garrett, and then he'd come over right to the crowd and get him like juiced up a little bit and get the the, the boombox going and the DJ. Miles Garrett, you know, he loves the fans, and you know, he's been here since the beginning when it was rough. And I think he's really starting to get to enjoy the good parts of the Cleveland Browns, right? And I think he's really he's really taking that under his wing. So. I agree. Justin Fields went six of 20 uh, for 68 yards with a 30% completion percentage and a 41.3 passer rating. Um, Not a great day for the rookie quarterback out of Ohio state, making his first start in the national football league. Um, Dustin, what were your thoughts on Justin Fields? Well, he looked like a rookie quarterback today, right? And and we talked about that in the previous show. I, I thought that this defense would really get after him and confuse him. Um, and they really did that on many, many occasions where he was hurried and they really stretched the field and kept him kind of contained, right? Because that's the one thing you worry about with Justin Fields. He's got quick feet. He can take off on you and they keep him in containment. Um, one of the best parts of the game, I kind of chuckled a little bit. They went to a couple of kids in the uh, stands and the kids were taking off their Justin Fields, Ohio State jerseys. I was like, even the kids were like, all right. All right, all right. This is a bad day. Well, so. I mean, 
here's the it's thing. It's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. Your first start as a rookie quarterback. That's a lot to ask. Well, yeah, and and again, I, I really just push back on the notion. I know a lot of people say Ohio State quarterbacks don't make it in the National Football League, and I'm going to push back on that. Justin Fields, in my eyes, is one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the history of Ohio State football. Now, I'm a, I'm a big-time Ohio State fan, but I'm taking off my scarlet and gray glasses here, and I am saying he came in as a transfer, really was a, a transformational quarterback for that offense, and I will agree that Ohio State quarterbacks haven't had success in the past, but with the new Ryan Day offense, it's a little bit more quarterback focused. So I like to dismiss that notion, but I do think that Justin Fields is, is incredibly talented. I think he will be able to be successful in the National Football League. I think he has not been put into a position to succeed under uh, Matt Nagy. I, I just think that it's not a good situation in Chicago right, right. now. Um, I think that uh, just the offensive line didn't protect him, but he also didn't make good reads. Um, he had a couple of nice runs. He had a couple of nice throws, but really just a difficult day for the rookie quarterback. But is that more of a testament to how bad the Chicago offense is, or is that more, hey, Cleveland Browns defense came to play? I think it's more about the Cleveland Browns defense. I mean, I you are a rookie starting quarterback. You're getting your first start on the road in front of a ruckus, high-energy stadium and you have Clowney and Miles Garrett breathing down your neck on both ends and the back part of the defense. I mean, that's, that would be tough on, well, I mean, this is pretty anybody that was, that's tough on any quarterback, right? Like, you know, you've got to, you know, make sure your offensive line doesn't get you in big trouble. Right. Like, so, I mean, I kind of, not that I would say I feel bad for him, but I mean, I think he was coming into a pretty. He wasn't put in a good spot. No, I mean, and here's the thing, like, I mean, and the Bears are not a bad football team. They're, no, they're very good. Yeah. I mean, their defense comes to play. I mean, that's what keeps the the, the Bears in games is their defense, right? Well, I, I was mean, just gonna I was just gonna mention how you just said about the the Bears offensive line didn't protect him. I mean, right. let's let's call it how it is. The Browns offensive line wasn't particularly great today. And we saw right. all this pressure that they were able to get on Baker Mayfield. And quite yep. frankly, Baker Mayfield was a little bit off. You can blame it on the shoulder. You can blame it on pressure, but there was just something not quite right. The offensive line for the Browns just didn't look like they normally do. Yeah. It's like the defense is both wanted to both come out and, and pretty much put their signature on this football game. And they did for a good half mm-hmm. and just a better team, you know, with the better players that being the Browns kind of overtook the second half. Right. And I mean, look, had a great game today. I mean, to come back from an injury like Odell did today, yeah. uh, almost say, thank God he came back, right? Because he almost kind of inserted where Landry, the slant passes right over the middle for eight yards. I mean, he was doing all the things you want Landry to do and doing all the things that Odell likes to do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he had, what, two or three pass interference calls uh, called against him today? Yes, that, I believe there were two of them. Yeah, that extended the drives, right? So that's the one thing he will do in a game for you, right? He'll get guys to double team him and hold him downfield. So, you know, and here's the thing: the Browns aren't 100 percent right now. You get all these guys back as a football team. Whoa, that's that's a force to be reckoned with. Landry, Odell in the same football game, and Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I mean, that's a lot to handle. You know, Peoples Jones, Hooper making that big play. Oh yeah. I mean, offensively, there there's any not very many teams in the league stack up to the Browns. Only a handful when it comes to the offense side of the ball. I mean, they are 
Just well, we'll get to the offense here in a few, but, you know, I also want to highlight, you know, we talk about the front four being able to just get after the quarterback, get in Justin Fields' face, and they did just that. But how about uh, the massive hit by Jeremiah, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa, who, by the way, that was not a blitz. That was not a called blitz. That was just him, his instinct, taking him to the football and making a big-time play. What were your thoughts on the rookie? I think he had a standout game. Uh, he was all over the place in this football game. And somebody brought up, you know, we were watching the game and they said that was clinic textbook pivot release, go tackle the guy. Like he was very, he was very true to what you want in your linebacker, almost like that quarterback on that side of the football field, right? right? And looking and JOK really did that today. He like was like very much keeping everybody in check. And when he was on, somebody said no, and he'd go over and pivot. That's what I saw is how he was able to adjust in game on a play. That was what most stood out to me in that game. Well, and knowing too, that Anthony Walker's out, he is your play caller on the defensive side of the football. You don't quite have that right now. There's some, you know, you have Taki Taki's out, just some guys that are normally there that aren't. And it gives him the opportunity to step up and make those plays and explain to the coaching staff why he belongs out there. And he made his case. I mean, he has all season, but I would say this is one of his, this is probably his best uh, game as a Cleveland Brown. Um, just his instincts oh, he sure. was consistently yeah. around the football. Even if he wasn't making a play, he was consistently, consistently there. Yes. I mean, he was, I mean, he made his self known today very easily in this football game. And I think it will challenge the defensive core coaches in the next few weeks to have him more as an active role in the starting lineup. I certainly agree. I think he is making his case to have some significant playing time if you yes. haven't already just want to give a shout out to our friends over at cleveland ketchup they've released their new flavor this is garlic and dill and dust and i were talking offline i love cleveland ketchup i love their classic but this is this is next level i had it today i got some french fries with my pizza and i'm like i'm gonna use some some cleveland ketchup the garlic dill if you like pickles if you like garlic this is the answer for you so make sure you check them out cleveland ketchup um, Dustin, let's go ahead and turn it over to the offensive side of the ball. Am I missing anything defensively that we want to break down before we turn it over? No, I mean, just, I mean, nine total sacks for a football team is, would be half of that would be great for a football team. In fact, <laughs> nine total sacks um, in a football game. Um, you know, Greg Newsom, I mean, there's another one that stood out today, uh, looked great. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, remember, we're talking about a rookie out there looking like a veteran. I mean, that was another thing I noticed today on the defense uh, was Newsom's play. But yep. overall, the entire defensive unit played as one today, I think would be my biggest takeaway at the end of, of this football game is they all came to play. They all kind of wanted to make a statement, and they did. And they did. Um, just a quick one on Greg Newsom. He did go out with a calf injury, but it does seem that he is going to be okay. So no sheer panic right now. We'll keep you posted if we do hear anything. Uh, but he did leave the game with a, a bit of a calf injury. Um, all right. Let's turn it over to the offensive side of the ball. This offensive breakdown is brought to you by Orlando Baking Company. Make sure that you check them out. They are in all of your local Northeast Ohio grocery stores. You can check them out by their iconic and uh, very standout red, white, and green color logo. So make sure that you have that in your kitchen as you gear up for the season uh, with Orlando Baking Company. You mentioned Kareem Hunt, Dustin. That's the first guy I have on my list here. Kareem Hunt has what I perceive to be is his best game in the brown and orange. I think this is 
probably his best game as a Cleveland Brown with 155 total yards. Uh, Nick Chubb goes for 84 on the ground. Um, the Browns really control the, the time of possession with the run game. They did what they did best. Nick Chubb didn't quite have the game uh, that a lot of us anticipated, but Kareem Hunt stepped up. Honestly, I think he had his best game as a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, and you know what? The, t- the takeaway from this game was, early on, Allie, was I believe the Bears came in and said, Nick Chubb is not going to run on us today. Yeah. I thought I think that was their game plan. And to that point, they kind of sealed the inside of the line. Chubb was, you know, getting kind of pressured at, you know, at the point of attack. And they're like, okay, well, I'm Kevin Stefanski. I got Kareem Hunt over here. I can, you know, he can take the ball out of the backfield. He can go out on a pass. He can run. And I think Kareem just said, I'm going to take the most of this. And he just ran like, he ran like he was mad today. He did. I mean, he just looked mad. Like, like there was a couple of those plays. You thought he got six, but he's getting nine or 10 and saying, okay, I'm still going. If you're not going to tackle me to the ground, I'm just going to keep going. So if you're going to go low, I'm going to go high and jump over your head. (laughs) Right. And I was sitting there at one point late in the game, like going, does Kareem have half the total yards of the Cleveland Browns today? I mean, I don't know what total yards were, but. The man had like half the total guards of the entire football team. I'm like, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this is nuts. But no, Kareem, it just goes to show you how valuable he is as a player on this football team because he is very, I mean, he's very diverse in what he can do. Right. So when a team decides to, we're going to shut down Nick Chubb today, Kevin Spence goes, Well, I have an answer for that. And, you know, I think an announcer has made this in the past pick your poison with the Cleveland Browns. Right. If you're going to stop them, they're going to go to Nick Chubb. And oh, by the way, if you're going to do that, you know, they got a lot of offensive weapons downfield. So, yeah. So that was the uh, the only thing that really surprised me about the game was didn't see a lot of Schwartz in the game. I, I thought I might see more of that in the game with Landry being out and stuff. That would be my biggest surprise on offense. Um, um, agree. Agree that you didn't see a lot of them today, but knowing, too, that they play incredibly different roles on the offense. Um, I don't know what the percentage of plays were that they ran a heavier personnel. Cause I do know when they do run those three tight end sets, they do like to put uh, Schwartz out there, but right. now that we have Odell Beckham jr. Back, he is more likely to take those snaps. And I think that's probably why we saw what we saw. Um, and I, have, I actually have a, a point here that we'll get to in special teams with Anthony Schwartz. Cause I, I kind of want to dissect just a little bit, but I do agree. Um, but I think with the, with, with Odell being back, we may see less of him until, sure. you know, we'll see. Right. we'll see. There's just so many options. Bottom line. There's just so many options. Yeah. Um, you mentioned if, if their game plan is to take out Nick Chubb, which that was clearly what they were trying yes. to do. Oh, by the way, we have Kareem Hunt. One thing that stood out to me just in terms of the run game was they, they used Andy Janovich more this game than I think they have all season. Hmm. Um, I saw him out there on on more plays, just being a classic fullback. Um, You know, we've seen him carry the ball before. We've seen him catch the ball out of the backfield before. But what we saw today was him just being your your prototypical fullback. So that was a little bit of a, um, I don't want to say surprise to me, but I was was pleased to see that because I I love fullbacks. (laughs) I really like seeing him out there. Well, think about that, Ali. That also gives you an extra blocker when a team is really trying to get after your quarterback, right? And try to really stuff the run. That gives you that extra kind of guy to insulate the offensive line. So again, hats off to Stefanski. The most, one of the biggest things that impresses me about Stefanski is kind of his in-game management where he can kind of like, look, okay, this is what we expected from the Bears today or, oh, we didn't see this wrinkle. Let's go to this. 
and let's move over and try something different here. I, I that's one of the biggest takeaways. This is in game management. Speaking of Kevin Stefanski, real quick, what were your what were the thoughts going through your head when they went for it on fourth down twice in a row and were stopped? You know, I I call that an analytical move. I, I think when it comes to Stefanski, he looks at it and goes, "My chances are pretty good here that I'm going to get the first down." Um, I think if he's asked about it in a press conference this week, he's going to say. I would do it again in the same situation. <laughs> it just didn't work out for us, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, he's going to be like, hey, you know, they had a good read on us that on play and it didn't work out. Um, I, I just, I think he goes with, you know, what's the highest percentage for the situation. And it was kind of a slug match, right? When he, when that happened, right? He's kind of like, you know, what kind of game am I going to have today? Is this going to be a 10 7 game, right? I don't know, right? Like, I thought it was going to be. I really did. Right? I thought it was going to be a defensive. Yeah. And so I think he says, okay, well, I'm going to take my chances. I'm at home, right? My defense is playing lights out right now. I like my chances. So yeah, I was okay with it. I, I was too. agree. I think it was a more, more of a, uh, an analytical approach than it was just a football decision, but I'm okay with that. I, I like the, him being aggressive and going for it. The only question that I had wasn't the play call on fourth down. It was some of the play calls on third down that I was like, uh, maybe that wasn't our best best decision, but that was early on. And Kevin Spanky right. is very good at making those in-game adjustments. It didn't work out twice, and we didn't see it again. Um, Baker goes 19 of 31 for 246 yards. Uh, Baker did seem a little bit off today. Could be the shoulder, as we mentioned, or just the absolute pressure that the Bears front four was getting. Um, but this is really cool. This is uh, per Brad Stainbrook off of Twitter. This is the fourth game in a row for Baker Mayfield with a 95 percent or more passer rating which is the second longest streak in franchise history so within four games going 95 percent or more in his pass passer rating which i think is very impressive um well and i think this goes for a quarterback that he is well and does this go as another consecutive game in a row with him with a touchdown right i mean so a touchdown throw so i mean that's another one that he continues to kind of stay on course if they're in a touchdown in every football game going back a long time. So. And I thought this game was good. I mean, he had some great throws. He had some not so great throws. He was a little bit off a couple big misses. The one that kind of stand out to me, Demetric Felton was a, a pretty big miss. And then Harrison Bryant later on in the game, but it brought him back down to earth just a little bit. And I think that's good. I think there's a lot to learn from this game. This is probably, actually not probably, this is the best defense that the Browns have played up until this point. Um, this sure. is going to be a really good learning game. I think for, everybody once they go back and watch the film um odell beckham jr makes his debut for the cleveland browns this season he went uh five catches for 77 yards uh per mary Kay cabot revealed that at uh, one play his shoulder popped out on a hit uh, and he had to pop it back in so just uh, kind of a, a freak thing. I don't know what play that was, but um, hopefully he's going to be okay i would imagine that he is but just speaking to the toughness of odell beckham jr and this in this team and and really i, I was kind of stunned to see that ali what's with shoulders popping out no what is this you got baker straight, guys. Shoulder. <laughs> it's like, well for right they're going up right so they're going up they're taking i mean there's a good chance that the back of their body is going to be hit because the guy's going to be on them possibly yeah. but uh yeah so uh, but yeah the offense looked good today other than i mean but i'm gonna give the hats off to the bears defense i mean they hurried baker mayfield today they pushed him, they pushed the offensive line. I mean, they had a game plan and, you know, I think you mentioned he was what, 19 to 31 in the football game. Most of those incomplete passes happened in the first half. 
as soon as he got his rhythm going in the second half and the defense or the offense kind of found their way, I just think the Bears played really good defense today. I mean, they were they came they had, they came to Cleveland with the game plan. They're tough. Yeah. And Nagy, that's his way, right? He's gonna he's gonna come with some hard-nosed defense. You know, I'm I'm not gonna take anything away from that. I mean, they came with the game plan and for a good half, Pat is pretty confused. It felt like the Browns really going into the third and fourth quarter were up by 50 points because right. of the offensive explosion from the Cleveland Browns, but also a credit to their defense and how stout they are for keeping them into the game. That is the only yeah. reason that they were within reach um, going yeah. into the fourth quarter was their defense. Right. So you're right. Yeah. Giving credit where it's due and that, that bears defense is, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything offensively you want to touch on before we turn it over to special teams? Cause there's a lot to get to there. Um, no, I mean, like I said, Odell had a very Odell type day. I like that. He kind of filled the void there. Um, good at DPJ, by the way, he had a couple good ones. He, he did as well, but I mean, Hooper on a key touchdown in the mm -hmm. game, turned the game around. Um, Hooper was probably that touchdown kind of turned the game the other way towards the Browns was kind of my takeaway. Big um, momentum shift there. Yeah, and you know what's one of the things I love watching, Ali, because I know you're a big fan of the offensive line. Yeah. Like when Kareem Hunt or somebody's running, and someone like Wyatt Teller just pancakes the hell out of somebody. <laughs> you know, I just love watching when a big man knocks the guy down so somebody can open a lane. I'm like, man, I love that guy. Like he, he's like looking back, going boom, and then like you know, like you're out of the play, man. Like I just love that about our offensive line. So that yeah. was kind of you know, even though they were getting you know at times. But boy, when there was a lane open, they certainly did their job to to block and open some lanes for our running. They back. did. Um, as I mentioned, I think this was a, not the best performance by the offensive line. Um, Joel had a, a couple of not so great penalties. Um, Jack Conklin, same there. Just it wasn't really their best performance. Um, but I don't think that's going to be a lingering issue. If I no. had to imagine, those I think guys are. Going to, yeah, they're yeah. they're veteran professionals I think that they go into this next week they'll have that completely rectified so I don't think that's anything to worry about there uh, let's turn it over to the special teams analysis by Katie Klonowski out of Keller Williams in Northeast Ohio if you're buying or selling a home and you have any questions or you need somebody that can guide you through that process that's Katie Klonowski out of Keller Williams she is the best in the business uh, lots to get to here on special teams the kicking game Four for four, Chase McLaughlin, four for four, uh, one from 28, one from 41, and then one from 52 and 57. Um, what a performance, Dustin. Well, two weeks ago, we were as nervous as hell about yeah. kicking game. Oh, yeah. This guy, I think he's kind of feeling comfortable. I like it. And I think it makes me feel a little better going forward if games are going to come down to a field goal. I mean, we'll obviously talk about another team that kicked a record field goal today, but my goodness, I mean, um, it kind of makes me feel good because that's the one thing I don't want to, you know, I am one of those guys, Allie, I'm watching a Browns game and this is before Phil Dawson. Of course I'd go like this. I know. Um, I know. Okay. All right. He made it. <laughs> I know. I can't, it's just like, it gives me a panic attack. Allie. It does. Like, it gives me, it gives me immediate heartburn, immediate. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but what a performance. I, I was very pleased with him. I was very pleased um, when we had to punt it away. I think uh, I think the Scottish Hammer did a, did a pretty good job. I think Demetric Felton was pretty dynamic in the return game. He didn't really break any open, um, but he made some moves that were very promising. Um, I think he's going to be better and better. Like he's getting more comfortable. Yes. Oh, it's I, all I, about experience. It's all about yeah. experience. Um, yeah. I do have a question for you, though. I think that Demetric Felton is obviously leading the way in the return game. And I think really that job's his right now because he's, he's showing a lot of promise there, but yeah. to get him involved, do you think that there is a, a future for Anthony Schwartz at all in the run or in the return game? Sure. I, I, the speed, right? I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's the guy that can break open a football game. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much of a role he plays or if they want to keep him more of a, a wide receiver, but why not, right? Why not mix it up? And, and especially if you're in a tight game, maybe you do put Schwartz back there, right? Where you need to gain some field position where it's kind of been a like a slug match and you need a guy give you some good field position. Schwartz could pop, you know, if he breaks for a run and, and gets you like to the 40 or the 50 at midfield, like, yeah, I think I could see that because he's got the speed, right? But Demetric, to his own testament, he's got speed as well. And there was one and versatility. Yeah. Well, and there was one run where he got it all the way back to midfield almost mm -hmm. back there. And I was like, see, that's kind of what you like, right? Because field position is such a big deal in the football games, right? Like if you're starting on your, if you're starting at the 45 or 50, it makes it a lot easier on your offense. It's not having to go 80 or 90 yards on the football field. So that's one of the things that I kind of took from that. But yes, to answer your question, I think we will see more of Schwartz. I just don't know when, um, but it's a good problem to have. Well, it is a good problem to have. And if Demetric Felton keeps performing the way that he is, maybe the answer to that for this season is no, he doesn't have a future right here, right now in the, in the return game. Um, you know, the, if, if this keeps going according to plan, hopefully we don't have to see him back there because we've got our sure. guy in Demetric Felton. But you know what? They I, I, We do know that Mike Prefer does like to kind of switch people in and out, see what's going on and, yeah. and and see who just can fit that role. Um, guys, we are going to open up our phone lines here in a few moments. You can give us a call at 216-249-6861. So if you've called in prior to now, uh, we will go ahead and open up our phone lines here in just a few moments. Um, Dustin, real quick, before we open up those phone lines, um, let's hand out some game balls. Let's start with the offense. Um, and by the way, these game balls for the Browns versus Bears breakdown brought to you by Gutter P. You can see that beautiful backdrop behind Dustin. Got the official Here We Go Brownies podcast backdrop there. But if you're tailgating or you need a 10 or you need anything, um, check out Gutter P. They've got state-of-the-art type canopies. They're beautiful. They'll keep you safe. They'll keep you out of the weather. Um, and you'll look cool. Um, Dustin, let's start with the offense. Who, do, who are you giving your game ball to? The offense? Yeah. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, with, without a question, a one-man wrecking crew today. I mean, 156 or 157 total yards, I believe, was what he had today. Just phenomenal. Um, just goes to show you how talented he is. As 155, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it just goes to show you how great of a player he is, diverse. I love him. Um, he ran like a madman today. I love to see that out of him. Um, he also – you know, that inspires the football team when he comes over there and he's, he's amped up. That gets the whole entire team excited, the offensive line. So my game ball goes to Kareem Hunt, offense. I completely agree. I think it would be silly if I gave it to anybody other than Kareem Hunt. You mentioned 155 yards. Um, they controlled the time of possession. 
they at times controlled the line of scrimmage. They did what they did best, and that's control or, you know, establishing the run. Um, he looked pretty darn good, 155 yards there on the ground for Kareem Hunt. How about the defense? I think this is another pretty easy one. I don't think that we need to I'm spend not a lot sure of time. I know it. There's a couple of guys. I'm not. Yeah, it's hello. It's 95. Miles Garrett. Yeah. So, Allie, here's something funny. I have what's called a jersey jinx. You aren't even aware of this. This is being brought up for the first time on the show. Guess what I wore today to the football game? I didn't wear my Miles Garrett game. I didn't wear my Miles Garrett to, to the game today. I wore my Nick Chubb. Uh-huh. And Nick Chubb didn't have the best game today. Everybody's like, Dustin's damn jersey jinx is back, right? And so I'm like, okay, so whoever I don't want to perform the best must be the jersey I've got to wear. So what you're telling me is you should just not wear any active player's jersey to the game. Just put on like a nice, just like a, a Browns t-shirt. That's what I went with today. Allie, I'm going to just point out, I may have 10 or 12 former Browns quarterbacks. Maybe there. maybe you should just do that um, because we can't we can't be jinxing current players, Dustin. No, that's funny. Um, I I tend to have the same issue. So I I really don't wear jerseys very often during the game because I feel like it's so superstitious. And you know, I'm not <laughs> as I've said before, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. And uh, it freaks me out. out. So I rocked (laughs) the official Here We Go Brownies podcast t-shirt today. Um, And if you need to get your hands on one of those, a nice Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or t-shirt. It's the official hat and t-shirt of this show. You can check that out at onlyinclief.com. Use promo code WOOFWOOF, all one word, all lowercase, to get 10% off of your order at checkout. Um, And I I think this is another easy one. Our special teams game ball. I think we can agree on this one. That's Chase McLaughlin. And I don't even think it's close. Not even close. Not even close. Okay. So pretty, I like these games where we're not (laughs) thinking like, who who am I going to give the game ball to? Cause it was just not the best game for anybody. This was like, okay, we've got Kareem Hunt. We've got Miles Garrett. We got Chase. Boom, boom, boom. Nothing. No questions asked. Right. It's also the first game that I, yeah, it's also the first game that I've been able to set in the second half of the game and feel somewhat relaxed. So that was a change of pace today too. Late in the third quarter, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I can actually just sit back and enjoy my food and my drink. I'm not sitting on the edge about ready to lose myself. Yeah, I know. I enjoyed yeah. that. My my dog was sitting on the couch with me watching it, and she fell asleep and kicked me off, and I didn't have the heart to move her, so I sat on the floor and watched the game. But you know what? We were winning, so I felt that that was what I had to do in that moment. I'm going to stay on the floor because if I get back on the couch, maybe things won't go according to plan. Guys, we're going to open up the phone lines here. Give us a call at 216-249-6861. We want to hear your take on the Browns win over the Chicago Bears. Alec, speaking of sponsors. Yes. One of our our loyal listeners um, and one of the Browns backers out there in the country. Five-star meets, of course, there ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. That's true. He thought would be a great costume for Birdie. A hot dog, a hot dog, get it? Like a hot dog, literally a hot dog on birdie. I was like, that's actually pretty damn clever, actually. So <laughs> I was like, there it is. There so, it is. And then maybe I'll just have to dog. put a little uh, Cleveland ketchup and stadium mustard on her and see how it goes. It'll <laughs> well, be a, a nice Halloween look. Uh, she'd probably be, you know, she'd be. She would it. probably like that if I. If yeah. I but I just thought that was great. I was like, because you last week, as you know, you said, hey, what can we do for uh, costume? Mm-hmm. And 
they came back well like birdie can be the you know be the hot dog hot dog well there there you have it there you have it guys um no but it's true uh five star meats they are absolutely the best northeast ohio if you're in the area make sure that you head to your local grocery store and get your hands on some of their products because like dustin said there ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener all right guys phone lines are open 216-249-6861 and maybe you're a little shy that's okay we'll go ahead and take the call i say a couple calls came through so if you didn't call in earlier guys jump on the phone yeah definitely jump on um also if you don't you know like hey i don't feel like talking today you can drop us a comment here in the stream i will be monitoring that so if you have any questions or any comments that you want to bring up on the show go ahead and drop it here we are taking a look at those and we'll do our best to get to those as well um, just some other things kind of around the league, Dustin, I don't know if you saw that Justin Tucker hit a 66 yard field goal, which was the, yeah. I hated to see that, but you also kind of root for kickers because they, you know, it's, that's, that's tough. Everybody to in the room was glued to the Detroit Lions Ravens game alley. And we were all sitting there with abatement going, there's no way no. Tucker's going to kick a 60. And then I was like, oh crap. Yeah. This is Mr. Automatic out there. Of course, if anybody's going to hit a freaking it's gonna be him. And so he hit it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I felt bad for the Lions fans because they have that game won. I, I know. Mean, they, I mean, they played a great defensive game. They kept kind of Lamar in check in that football game. Um, and then let's flip the script. It does, you know, I said Cincinnati is going to be a tough out this year, but I think it was very pleasantly. I enjoyed watching the Bengals go into Pittsburgh today and putting a little bit of thump on the Steelers. That was not only did they do that, Dustin, but now the Steelers are, I know it's only week three, but the Steelers are in last place in the AFC North. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of football left to be played, but you like to see that. That's fun for us. Well, and and Allie, here's, here's the other thing. That's a division loss for the Steelers. You know, those count way more than the other ones. I mean, so when you lose to a division foe, that's even more uh, important in the standings for the, the AFC North. So no, you're absolutely right. And we talk about the Bengals. They're one of those teams that we call a team that can very easily beat you. Um, Joe Burrow coming back off of an injury. He's looking pretty good. I know that there's been some question marks there. They've got some offensive weapons. Jamar Chase being one of I mean, Tyler Jamar Chase there. is going to be something yeah. our defense needs to keep in check because yeah. the kid is, that kid is good. And he's in the last couple of weeks, is showing why he was taken fourth overall by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a really, really good player. I know there there was I, – I was critical of the Bengals for not taking a tackle there, but you know what? If you can go out and get yourself a Hall of Fame type of receiver, then I guess you pull the trigger and you do so. But um, they are a very good football team. They – you know, I, they're frisky. They're a frisky team. They can they're like the Raiders. Yeah, I they are. Them- they're like the Bengals and the Raiders. You don't know what you're going to get, but they're going to give you a game. I mean, they're they going can to- either show up and be completely flat or they're going to have yeah. an electric performance. Yeah. I, I, there's still a lot of question marks regarding that team, but ultimately I think they're headed on a decent track right now. Just a couple pieces here and there, but they're a team that can and absolutely will beat you if you're not prepared. So we okay, should- if, you're a, if you're a first time watcher of this show and you're a little timid to call in, you know, our first-time callers also get a surprise from Allie. I know that's the thing. So, uh, so you I don't should... even know what it is, but you're going to get one. You know what it is. I know, they I'm get just a kidding. Look on your face. I know. I'm just, like... I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, give us a call two one six two four nine six eight six one or drop us a comment. We'd like to interact with you. Um, Dustin, another note piece of noteworthy news. 
not sure how serious this is, but Andy Reid uh, was ill during the game, uh, the Chiefs game really? against the Chargers, and ended up leaving the stadium in a in an ambulance. Um, okay, they are I just, did not see that. It doesn't seem to be anything serious. It, it looks like, like exhaustion, the, or just it, it could be. Something? It looks like the Chiefs are just uh, being you know, taking every precaution and making sure that he is okay, making sure that he's hydrated and of course following any COVID protocols. So uh, sure. he did leave the the stadium there in an ambulance, but from what I'm seeing, it doesn't seem to be anything um, that is incredibly concerning. Yeah, but you never want to leave in an ambulance. From the stadium. No, no, of course not. Of course no. not. Um, so yeah, just some, some noteworthy news there. Uh, let me pull up, uh, see what's going on around the league in the NFL. By the way, uh, Gronk had a pretty serious injury. Um, is there an update on that out there? You no, know I don't know. Uh, I don't have a, that in front of me. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw that, Allie. He took a pretty vicious hit uh, third quarter, I believe, in the football game. So, I did not see that. Um, yeah, so, so hopefully he's okay. It's, yeah. it's the worst part of the game. Uh, just taking a look at what went on around the National Football League, the Rams take the Buccaneers 34-24 in Los Angeles. There's a pretty good game on right now, Dolphins-Raiders in Vegas, overtime, 28-28. Uh, Dolphins are another team, frisky football team, that nice. are in that, I would put in that group. Broncos just kill the Jets, 26 um, nothing. I'm going to put this out there because I know nobody watching the show will agree. None of us like the Denver Broncos, but I have a huge Broncos fan at work and he'll probably watch us and laugh after I say this. You're 3-0, but look who you're 3-0 against. Let's just call for what it is. They're 3-0. I mean, they're 3-0 against some pretty terrible football teams. They have some pretty big opponents coming up um, in the future that's not, that's going to give them much more of a challenge than the last three teams have given. And in fact, I could almost say they played the three worst teams in the National Football League to start their season. But as we, when you're when you're the fourth ranked team in your division, you get to play the fourth ranked teams the next year. So it goes without saying their schedule has actually helped them in that situation for being so bad last year. So. Yeah, you're right. Guys, our phone lines are still open. Uh, they're going to remain open for just a few more minutes here. 216-249-6861. Uh, we talked about the Ravens over the Lions, which is just ridiculous. The Bengals over the Steelers. Falcons take the Giants 17-14. Um, Giants just could not put that one away, um, which seems to be somewhat of a trend for the New York football Giants. Saints over the Patriots 28-13 in Foxborough. Uh, another... I don't think the Patriots are a very good football team right now, Allie. Are they I ever mean, in September? Yeah, but this is different, though. I mean, usually, usually there it's a one possession game for someone like Bill Belichick. I just don't think they're a very good football team right now. I know we put we did our preseason projections about maybe losing up at Foxborough, but I don't know. Like the way they're playing, they just they don't look good. I mean, that's just my just from watching the last. Well, week. even when they had Brady, though, like there would be there would be games in September that they we would say we would say it. Well, the Patriots. This is the year. This is the year that that yeah, but, step back, and it never worked yeah. out that way. No, they did last year. Yeah, took a step back last year. And I'm not saying it's not possible, but Belichick seems to. I don't want to say take September off, but that's where they start to figure it out. I, right. They're not a team that I'd want to play in December. They're just not at any level, right. even if it's their worst season in the past decade, they're still not a team that I would want to play in December. That's fair. That's fair. So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. 
Um, Anything else surprised you around the league today? You know what? No, I think the biggest one for me was that that Ravens Detroit game. I was just oh that one. How, how about this one, Allie? The Arizona Cardinals decided they want to kick a sixty-two yes. field goal, <laughs> and I was like, "Is this the Auburn game all over again?" Because I was like, "Kick six. So one of my one of my great friends, he's a Cardinals fan, and I took him in the pick point this week, and I was like, "Dude." And I was like, what happened to your special teams on that play? That guy just like went through like a Swiss army knife, man, for 109 yards. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, dude, like, and I get it. If you're the Cardinals, if he makes it, it's an extra three points. You go into half, right? I understand the whole way behind that. But man, that special teams was an ultimate breakdown. Like that was Best case scenario, you make it, you're up three, you go into the half. Yeah. You come out. I, I don't remember if they deferred or not. If you get the ball back or whatever, that was the best case scenario. Worst case scenario. Okay. You miss it, but like the absolute most horrific <laughs> thing to happen would be they run it back for a touchdown. Which they do. And what are the odds of that happening? Pretty high when you <laughs> kick it from 60 plus yards out. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, you're you're just punting the ball to somebody back there, basically, that's behind the goalpost. But (laughs) still, you've got to protect. Well, do you hear, you know what I liked about that, though? I liked watching it, but I really liked Gus uh, Gus Johnson's uh, call on that one. I don't know if you had the chance to listen to that. Uh Oh, my God. It's electric. I love Gus. I think he's, he's one of the best announcers in football. But that was the most perfect play for Gus to announce if, if you get an, an opportunity go back and watch i think okay. espn put it on their their instagram and twitter so go check it out because it it's electric um <laughs> guys four minutes here we'll keep our, our phone lines open that number is 216-249-6861 ali everybody must be just like taking a nap they're afraid i don't know maybe, maybe maybe the big win over you know the bears you know well, I do know a lot of our listeners right now are watching uh, some of the other games that are going on around the league. So uh, there was an overtime. Probably the overtime. Like, yeah, it's... Dolphins did. They did win that game. The uh, Dolphins wait, won. No, wait, wait, wait. wait what did they do? Hang on. Stand by. Stand by on that. <laughs> I don't know. I Hang on. I'm reading a comment. Somebody said the Dolphins won. Somebody else said that the Raiders won. I need to find out for myself who okay, actually that's... won this and okay, not go into the comments. That's not fair, guys. You can't do that to Allie. Yeah, you can't do that to me. Come on. Um, so right now I don't have it in front of me to know if they're what's going on, but my, my screen still says 28, 28 with a minute to go. So we'll see. Um, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me right now. I'm not watching the game, so I can't speak to it. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Jason. Okay. Thank you, Jason. He says the game's still going. Okay. Perfect. I can trust Jason. I can trust Jason. Like Jason, yeah, I, I trust you, Jason. I we've got. I have one comment here. I won't call out any names. One comment says the Dolphins won. The next one says the Raiders won. Okay, so and Allie, just a quick update, and it's still going. Well, here's a quick update, Ali. It's first and goal uh, for the Raiders at the Miami six. That's probably going to go to the Raiders unless they have some kind of crazy thing. It's, yeah, but they have it on first and goal, by the way. All right. Okay. Thanks for telling me the truth, Jason. We appreciate you as always. Um, all right. All right. See, I, I don't know. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with these comments. Everybody's lying to me right now. Um, Dustin, <laughs> any closing, any closing <laughs> thoughts? You know, we're not getting any calls right now, but any closing thoughts? It's been a, it's been an electric game. Um, you know, I think the defense 
made their stance. Uh, they came out and said, Hey, haters, I heard you last week. Joe Woods came out and said, shove that one. Uh, and, uh, just shove that one. Some of your fans, some of your haters out there, but they came out, they made a statement. Um, offense looked okay. I think there's still some work to do, but overall, I think there's a lot to learn from this game. Yeah. I'd give the Browns a BB plus on this game, right? Yeah. It wasn't a performance, but BB plus, um, of course we'll have our show next Wednesday coming up here to break down everything. Yes. Minnesota Vikings, right? Uh, so this will be a homecoming for Stefanski. So we'll talk about that on Wednesday. And then we'll have an announcement about something that was very fortunate to happen to Allie and I. Uh, that'll be airing in Cleveland on Friday. So that we'll announce that on Wednesday to our listeners. So we're pretty excited about that. Lots to get to on the Wednesday show. That one typically goes a little bit longer. We just go a little bit more in depth. Uh, so if you're a first time listener, we encourage you to check those out on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And of course, going forward, you will have your Sunday afternoon post-game breakdowns, assuming that they play at one o'clock. Um, right. And we are looking forward to coming at you with all sorts of Browns content. It's what we love to do. And we love talking about it. So guys, thank you to everybody who's, who's tuned in tonight. We're excited. The Browns are, are feeling pretty good coming off of this win, but again, lots to learn from. So uh, you know what? We're getting a call. You want to take it, Dustin? Let's take it. <laughs> Let's take it. Thanks for calling the Here We Go Browns podcast. Who do we have on the line? You have George Klein on the line. George, how are we doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm in, actually uh, live in Atlanta, but I'm up here. And um, I actually didn't go to the game today because uh, well, it's a long story. But I didn't go, but I watched it. And, oh, what a great game. What a great game. So tell me, what were some of your takeaways? We know that the defense was pretty stout today. Um, some learning opportunities there on the offense. But what was your overall thought on what took place today? I love the secondary tonight, uh, today. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, Miles and Clowney were able to get in there was because, you know, the, the def the secondary was, was, was pretty locked down. Um, and, and, uh, the, you know, the front four took care of business. The other guy I want to talk about is Felton. Um, mm -hmm. I was, I was through the moon when we drafted him at, at, in the sixth round because I've been watching that kid at UCLA, and he reminds me so much of uh, Greg Pruitt. A lot of your, a lot of your uh, listeners aren't old enough to remember Greg Pruitt, but the way he um, he waits on blocks, you know, and and then after the block is made, he takes off. Mm -hmm. is, is is so reminiscent of Greg Pruitt. It's just a thing of beauty. He's a very patient runner. He, yeah, he, he yeah, he's very patient. He waits for the play to really establish before he takes off. And then once he does, it's lights out. It's, it's game over. He is so dynamic and yeah. versatile that he can make any man miss. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the touchdown that he had last week, mm -hmm. you're going to see that a lot more. Uh, that was, that was a preview of what's in store. And then, um, you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on a, a couple of Brown's Facebook uh, sites and, you know, all week long, people were complaining about Odell, you know, mm -hmm. two weeks ago, they were saying trade him. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys are idiots. You know, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like, I don't want to rush him, you know, back, you know, mm -hmm. wait till he's ready. Right. And today, he was, today he was ready mm -hmm. and boy, did he show it, you know, uh, that, that little toe tap he did, 
And let's hear it for, you know, I think the play of the game that nobody's really talking about was the third down, I think it was third down and nine, and Baker threw it to Peoples. And yes. he, he did a little back shoulder toe tap yep. right before halftime. Well, that started, you know, that started the 89-yard drive. Mm-hmm. that You know, we scored a touchdown with 18 seconds before halftime. Yep. If, if, if we don't make that play, we have to punt to them. They could have gone down, scored, and it's a totally different game because they That's get the point. ball to start the second half. It's a yeah. really, really good point. Uh, Donovan well, Peoples-Jones, he had two beautiful catches. Go ahead, Dustin. Well, the, I think the announcers made that exact call. The Browns almost were playing it safe, you know, to end the first half and said, hey, we'll take our chances. Mm-hmm. After that big play to Donovan Peoples-Jones, they're like, okay, well, we got a minute change. That, that has changed our whole thought process yeah. now at the end of this half and went down and made that score. Yeah, I think that was probably a key kind of flip of the script because then the defense came out in the third quarter and did what they needed to do. George, I've got to tell you, I'm very thankful that you are on our side uh, when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr. I I have a strong stance here um, of people. I find it absolutely egregious, the notion that that Odell Beckham Jr. makes his team worse. I, I think that's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. So I'm I'm very happy to hear uh, that you you know you're all in on OBJ and what he brings to this offense. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, he's a game changer, right? Absolutely, you know he stretches the defense. Mm-hmm. You know uh, a lot of the other you know uh, passes aren't going to happen without him stretching the defense. Right. Yeah. It, it's as simple as that. Hey, that's and, a great you know, point. It, it, Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Swartz, Swartz helps, but, mm-hmm. you know, Swartz is a rookie. And you need, you, when you have someone, you know, like Odell, uh, you know, he commands attention. Yeah. And that attention, you know, means that other guys are going to be open. Whether it's Felton or Hunt coming out of the backfield or, you know, whether it's, you know, Peoples or mm-hmm. Hooper over the middle. You know, yeah. we got that touchdown just before halftime um, with Hooper. You know, I'm sure it, I'm, I'm sure that you know uh, on that play that uh, Odell was uh, you know was getting double teamed in the corner. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm really interested to go back and kind of rewatch this game and see how everything plays out. But George, thank you for calling in. You're awesome. We love your go perspective. Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs> Thanks to him for calling in. Uh, great friend of the program. It's. I, I love his take. He's got some great perspective. And yeah. I will say it again on this on this program that the notion that the Browns are better off with Odell Beckham Jr. is egregious. And I just completely well, disagree. Quick note, Alex, to his point. You take Odell out of the game, right? And those 70 some yards and the two penalties that he drew to make the to extend the drives, you know, that that's a big part of this football game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, extended a couple uh key you know, getting pass interference calls, and then he's 80 yards in the football yeah. game. I mean, you know, these people that say, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it, 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 nonsense. Get it out. Baffles, it, it, it baffles me. It does. It does. He's <laughs> an elite talent. We're, we're lucky to have him. Um, looking yes. forward to breaking down uh, or, or previewing the game against the Vikings next, uh, this upcoming week on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So make sure that you check us out there. Uh, Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Sunday evening? Alan, just uh, looking forward to this week. It's Victory Monday. We always love those, right? We do. Uh, forward we to our show on. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, look at that. I always got, I didn't even, look at that. I didn't even do that on purpose. Um, and so we got Victory Monday coming up. Uh, I'm excited for a show this upcoming week uh, with uh, the homecoming for Stefanski to Minnesota. We'll have a lot to break down, uh, but everybody stay safe out there. Enjoy your week. Um, and of course, go Browns. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. We can't wait. We're coming at you on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. But until then, guys, stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah.